Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports page on the line coming to you after a seriously demoralizing 12-6 loss to the San Francisco Giants. We'll start as we always do, Dave, with the man on the mound. He wasn't on there for long. Gio Gonzalez. 5 and 0 in his last 8 starts, a 148 ERA, 245, 296, 326 line against and 48 and 2 thirds innings pitch over that stretch, 9 and 4 on the year, 350 ERA, 302 FIP, 273 39, 383 line against and 123 in the third, 2 and 0, 142 ERA, undefeated in the last starts versus the Giants. That's 5 starts versus the Giants. Two scoreless to start, but the Giants load the bases with no one out in the third. RBI single by Gregor Blanco, three-run double by Matt Duffy, 4-2 to two at that point, 5-2 after an RBI single by Brandon Belt, 6-2 after an RBI single by Brandon Crawford. He throws 36 pitches in the third, five hits, six runs allowed. Geo ends up going. Hold on, I'm pulling up the box score. Two and two-thirds, five hits, six runs, all earned, two walks, 1K, throws 65 pitches before he's done for the day after just two and two-thirds. and He was on a really nice run going into this game. He fell apart completely in the third. Steve McCaddy got himself tossed. It was so frustrating with the home plate umpire zone, but can't blame that all on the umpire. No, you can't You can't blame that all on the umpire. And, and before we get too far here, can I, um, can I just say something about uh, – uh, Gregor Blanco. I mean, what the hell? Um, <laughs> this, this is a guy that, that's that's a decent enough player, but for the love of God, Nats, get this guy out. Um, he's on base every single time. He scored like 13 runs already in the series, um, and they still got another game to go. I mean, this guy isn't the second coming of, of Vince uh, Vince Coleman or anything like that. He is human, um, but the Nats can't seem to get him out. Um, Anyway, Gio Gonzalez um, had been keeping the Nats in games and pitching pretty well um, of late. Tonight didn't have it. He caught whatever is affecting uh, Max Scherzer and um, just, you know, yeah, you know, McCaddy can 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 get kicked out complaining to the umpire under his breath as he's walking off the mound um, in defense of his pitcher who thought that he was getting squeezed or whatever. But seriously, if you walk the number eight and nine hitters, you lose the right to complain <laughs> about the strike zone. Um, it's it's the first time that the PV has walked all season. You walk you walk a backup catcher um, who's hitting 154. You walk those two guys in a row. You lose your right to complain about the strike zone. That's all there is to it. Um, the Nats walked four guys tonight. All four of them ended up scoring. I mean, this is this goes beyond um, simple performance issues. This is this is due to the concentration issues. Um, you know, one of the walks is intentional, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, but Gio was just bad tonight. Um, he allowed um, he allowed some questionable calls to get to him once again, um, and compounded his own errors by um, by making mental errors. And, and that's what you have. You ended up having a six run inning that just keeps snowballing on you, and you don't get out of the third inning. Are you surprised that the mild mannered Steve McCaddy is the one who finally blows up here? There's surely some frustrated nationals going on there, but McCaddy is the one who actually goes out there and gets himself tossed. Uh, just 
boiling over at this point. They're 58 and 58 on the year at this point. I don't think anyone expected this team to be 500 after 116 games, but five straight losses, three straight to the Giants. They had two games in a row where the Mets lost, and they had a chance to make up some ground in the division. They aren't able to do that. I don't know. (laughs) Someone else needs to blow up, too, and make something of this because it's really not going well for the Nationals right now. No, you know the. Yeah, no, the, the Mets the Mets win eleven of thirteen and then uh um then end up, you know, doing the Nats a favor and, and losing a couple of games in a row and the Nats are just are mired in a five game losing streak. I mean this West Coast road trip could not have come at a worse time for the Nats this year. Um and it's just compounding their errors. I mean the Nats uh typically don't have all the success in the world doing these long ten game road trips. Um this one's just been stupendously bad. Uh they're one and five now on the trip. Um, and with and with no signs of, of this losing streak breaking, I mean tomorrow they face uh, Madison Bumgarner, another one of the best pitchers in baseball type of deals. Um, they'll probably be without Bryce Harper, and uh, you know just everything just keeps snowballing and snowballing and and just keeps getting worse. I mean the Nets are going to be lucky to get out of this ten game road trip, uh, only being five or six games down. Um, with with as poorly as they're playing, they're they're, they're fortunate the Mets have dropped a couple now. Um, but seriously, um, at 500 at this point, if this isn't rock bottom, um, I shudder to think what what actually will be rock bottom. We saw a John Heyman report uh, quoting an unnamed source from within the Nationals uh, clubhouse saying that the team had basically turned on Matt Williams, or at least they didn't like his stoic approach to all this a couple weeks back. Now we have Alex Pavlovich from CSN and out there in San Francisco saying there's a weird vibe in the Nats dugout. Nobody seemed to care that Harper was hurt. I don't know how he judged that exactly, but looked like he noticed and not a lot of urgency from that group. Uh, are we just going to have to suffer through now a month and a half of this kind of stuff coming out every day until the Nationals do something? Bryce Harper, uh, towards the end of the game, filed a slider inside off his back leg somehow, which is hard to do and looked like it hurt ended up leaving the game after that. I'd be surprised the way he was limping if they put him back in the lineup tomorrow after he injured his knee recently and now his ankle too. But I don't know how the reporter is judging what the Nationals thought of his injury, but it seems like we're going to be having a lot of this kind of stuff in store going forward here. You know, I I saw the quote, and and look, when when Harper made his right turn at, at first base and limped off the field. He went right down the tunnel. So I don't know how this guy could say nobody seemed to care that Harper got hurt because Harper just simply walked right off the field and went, went right down the tunnel. So I think there's a little bit of tea leaf reading um, in, in that. But, yeah, I mean, this is what the Nats are going to get and, and what, you know, quite frankly, they deserve it. I mean, this is a team that was supposed to be, um, you know, odds-on World Series favorites. All the all the pundits and prognosticators had them winning the National League and winning it easy. I mean, especially winning the National League East easy. Um, you know, it, it, it's a team. It's a team that's had a target on its back ever since Davy Harper or Davy Harper, Davy Johnson said World Series or bust. Um, you know, Bryce Harper is a player that, that that people love to hate. I mean, this is a team that's filled with uh, guys like Jason Worth, who was standoffish to the media. Ryan Zimmerman, who's a very quiet and and um, and reserved type of guy, so he's not great with the media. Um, this is a team that, that that people love to hate, and and they're and they're going to. I mean, any chance that 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 that, um, that media types or or you know reporters are going to have a chance to take a shot at the Nats, uh, they're going to. Mets media. Um, has had a field day with the Nats losing streak this week. Um, they're they're getting it from the, the San Francisco CSN guys now. 
Um, I, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if this continues all season long. Um, I'm surprised some of the national guys haven't taken more shots at them. Yeah, I might just see another tweet coming out of San Francisco, too, that Bryce Harper didn't survive the night. I'd be surprised if Matt Williams does. I, I don't necessarily think Matt Williams is going to end up getting fired in this. I think there are plenty of things that if they don't want to do that, they can look at and say our reasons, all the injuries, the underperforming uh, high-paid players on this roster, the pitching not performing up to what they were expected to do. I think there's tons of reasons they can justify not getting rid of Matt Williams at this point, but national fan base is in a revolt from what I can tell on Twitter so far. There's people turning away from them at this point, frustrated with what's going on, and it's hard to blame them, really. Well, the fastest way that a manager, a major league manager gets fired is if the team, if, if the general manager feels the team has quit on him. Um, I don't know if, if we're at that point this year, but if you look around and, and you just look at the performance levels of some of these guys, um, you know, it's hard to, um, it's hard to argue uh, against it. Um, you, you know, Harper is the only one that, that's still performing. I mean, his, his his July and August numbers pale in comparison to the first half of the season, but he's still out there, you know, busting his hump up on, on every single play, uh, nicked up with a knee injury earlier in the trip. Uh, he finished the at-bat after he fouled the ball off his leg and was in clear um, pain as he was limping down to first base, jogging up the, the, the fly ball. Um but you look at some of the other guys on this team. Obviously, uh, Jason Worth, Jason Worth, massively struggling physically. Um, you know, isn't drawing. He drew a walk tonight, but isn't drawing walks at his normal clip. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman, ten strikeouts in his last thirteen at bats. Um, they, they are they are playing Jose Lobaton on, on a regular basis now. Jose Lobaton, who is hitting two oh four, uh, because Wilson Ramos can do nothing but hit ground balls anymore. Ian Desmond will, will, will go two for four with a home run once a week and then go 0 for his next 17. Um, you know, Clint Robinson, flat-ass dropped a, a clean throw to first base tonight. Um, you know, these are the type of things that, that looking at them, you know, individually uh, might not signal, um, hey, this guy's quit on the team. But if you look at them as a group, there's an awful lot of evidence that, that can be collected to say, hey, uh, this team's in a lot of problems, and at some point, Somebody has to answer for them, whether it's a sacrificial uh, batting coach getting getting fired, or you fire the manager, or the ownership says, "Hey, look, um, you know this team is just vastly underperformed for what our general manager put together," and the man the ownership group decides to make a change. Something has to change at some point because right now the Nats are just in a death spiral. And still, just four and a half games out with the Mets losing twice in a row, which is hard to fathom at this point, but. Uh... I don't know. I keep on waiting for the Mets to completely collapse. It doesn't seem like it's happening, even though they've lost two in a row now. But you mentioned this earlier, so I guess we'll touch on it, even though I think the game was kind of over at this point. But bottom of the fifth inning, 6-2 at that point, Giants. They add three runs. Three runs come. One out walk to Brandon Belt. A Buster Posey double to drive him in. Hunter Pence case swinging. Tano Roark gives Brandon Crawford the (laughs) intentional walk there to put two on in front of Kelby Tomlinson who doubles a sharp line drive to left field at that point, drives in two more, nine to two at that point. If it wasn't over before then, it was at that point. And what were you thinking about that intentional walk that you mentioned earlier? Well, you're, you're down by five runs. You know, you, can't, you just you can't give them more base runners. I mean, you're asking for 
something like that to happen. Uh, whether whether you're going to face a, a rookie a rookie hitter or not, he's still a hitter up there trying to earn his livelihood. Unless you're facing facing a pitcher in that circumstance, um, you know, go after the guy. Um, the problem is is that you you didn't have to fault Roark for not making a pitch to get the rookie out. It just it just continues to compound and compound. I mean, we know. In, in over the course of 120 years of professional baseball, that the more runners you get, the better chances you have of scoring. Um, in a game like that where the Nets are already down, they can't afford to give up any more runs. They just give away another base runner. And, of course, uh, as the way things are going right now for the Nets in this death spiral, the guy comes around to score after you allow their rookie uh, second baseman to, to ha- hit for extra bases and drive a run in for first base. We're looking for positives on the night, and you have to really look hard. Ian Desmond's home run, 15th of the year, continues to swing a hot bat and hit that one over the bleachers and left of 477 feet, according to StatCast. Danny Espinosa, first pinch hit run, uh, home run of his career late in the game to get them within six runs. So I don't even know what to think about that. But Michael Taylor with an RBI triple earlier in the game. Jose Lobaton got a few hits going around, drove in a couple runs, and starting it in place of Wilson Ramos again. I don't know if there's more to that than the fact that he got the start yesterday and he usually catches Gio Gonzalez. So I don't know how much to read into that. But if we're looking for positives. That's about it for the Nationals tonight. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Desmond hit the crap out of that ball, and that was really fun to watch. It's fun to watch the highlights over and over. But, um, you know, when you swing as hard as Desmond does and as strong as he is physically, uh, when you catch the one, it's going to go a long way. I mean, Desmond has hit some long home runs in his career, and it's fun when he does it. Um, he just he just takes that big wild swing all the time. I mean, it's it's like. Uh, um, you know, it's it's like the guy at the fair with the, with the hammer, and you're trying to win the, the prize for the, for the girl. Just swings it as hard as he can, and in hopes that he hits it. But um, you know, there's a lot of clamoring for Espinosa to be in the lineup on a more regular basis. Again, this is a guy that's hitting 247, and he's seen some sort of of uh, of, of panacea, some sort of hero for the Nats right now. And um, you know, good for good for Espinosa resurrecting his career after three lost years of injury, but. Um, you know, when you're clamoring for a guy that's hitting 247, um, you know, you, there are more problems than, than that one player can address. And the question, of course, is where do you start him? Do you start him over Rendon? Do you start him over Desmond? Do you start him over Worth and Left? I said all along that I think he's a fantastic utility infielder at this point. He's maybe hitting a little bit better than that, at least power-wise this year, but I still don't see much more than that that role for him in the future what the future holds for the Nationals. At least they knocked Madison Bumgarner around last time. I don't know. Can we end on a positive note like that? Because they have to face him tomorrow. Joe Ross against Bumgarner in the series finale. Can the Nationals salvage one here? Do you think they can pick themselves up and at least head out to Colorado on a good note? Uh, If Harper's not in the lineup, I don't have a lot of hope. Um, You know, Bumgarner, obviously one of the better pitchers in in the National League. Um, The Nats have problems with, with lefties anyway, and um, you know, and if Harper's missing, that's going to force uh, that's going to force Tyler Moore into the outfield to start, um, or Clint Robinson. And, and either way, um, that ain't good. Uh, you know, the Nats are only carrying four bench players right now because um, because they have to carry Doug Fister on the roster as an extra long reliever. Um, 
you know, if Harper's out of the lineup, it's hard to look at what they would put out there to face Bumgarner and think that they've got a chance against him. We'll see what they can do. At least it's at 4 o'clock tomorrow, so they don't have to stay up until 1.45 on the East Coast again. But Nationals dropped their fifth straight tonight, 12-6 to in AT&T Park. They're 58-58 and 58 on the year. That's nightly sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. I promise we'll all be in a better mood tomorrow, regardless of the outcome. Let's all get some sleep and see what happens tomorrow. Talk to you then. Sounds good. Have a good night. Doug, that's going to happen.